welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Turn the Page podcast. This is Jessica with Syosset Libraries, Turn the Page podcast, obviously, because I just said that. Um, and I am um, under-caffeinated uh, and here with an amazing author who um, I've spoken to before. Uh, this is, what what number of book is this for you? Three. Three. So this is her third book. Um, and this one is super great in so many ways. I can't wait to start talking to you about. Uh, but before we continue, please um, let everybody know who you are and about this book that you are um, about to release. Um, so my name is Rachel Harrison. I'm the author of The Return and Cackle. And my new book, Such Sharp Teeth, is out October 4th. And it is about Rory Morris, who is a confident, independent um, woman in her late 20s who reluctantly returns to her hometown when her twin sister Scarlett calls her and says, I need you. Um, Scarlett is pregnant and estranged from her longtime partner. So Rory comes home to the town. She said she'd never go home to and runs into an ex-friend who always had a crush on her, but Rory's not really about that life <laughs> um but maybe now as an adult she's feeling something toward him um but the night that she sees him again and starts to entertain these feelings on the way home she hits a mysterious animal with her car and she gets out to investigate she is attacked and um after this attack she starts to change physically and it prompts a little bit more introversion from somebody who kind of has been go, go, go and refuses to confront her feelings. Um, so it's it's a physical and emotional reckoning and it's part body horror, part romantic comedy. And of course there are werewolves. So last time it was, um, it was witches, which yes. was great also. Um, <laughs> I just, I love that book so much. Um, and before that, I don't think we can really define what that was <laughs> I love yeah. <laughs> so much but I can't be like you know oh it was zombies or because that was a little bit more um of a um I guess a little bit more ambiguous yeah it, that creature it was like kind of based on a wendigo it was part vampire part zombie like encrypted like yeah like it was there was cryptid in it um but this one is definitely a werewolf book and i really loved it uh for a lot of reasons um you know so scarlet is pregnant and all you know is she had this partner who rory thought was great but maybe not so much because he's mia um and scarlet just doesn't really want to address why exactly what happened um she has some other um trauma from her past that she is sort of always dealing with in the back of her mind and maybe that's why she doesn't necessarily know if she wants to connect or not um you know with um with ian who's her former friend um and like 
you know, one of the things that was really great about this book was, um, so it is a really good uh, werewolf story. Like you mentioned, there's a little bit of romance in it. Um, she also has like a, a other friends from the past that kind of come in and out of the story. Uh, there's a family aspect to it. But there's also like this whole over or lying or underlying plot about um controlling your body and that I thought was super interesting um to tell in a werewolf story because Scarlet is dealing with things that happen when you're pregnant um and having been pregnant and I know everybody has a different experience but I totally understood what she was going through you know your your body and your mind are sort of I don't want to say co-opted but you know co-opted you're sharing space basically. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even recognize yourself in the space that you're sharing. Um, and that was very interesting when played against the story of Rory, who is dealing with that in similar ways. Yeah. I think their experiences kind of mirror each other. And I think their physical changes really force them to kind of sit in their feelings in a way that they are not good at they don't like to be vulnerable they kind of are just like we're going to pretend nothing bad ever happened and move on with our lives kind of people and they can't do that they can't escape into other things because they are very much in their skin um, and kind of trapped in their bodies and feeling that and so there's nowhere else for them to go but inward and so they're both kind of on this journey, worry a little bit more so in terms of um, things that have happened in her past, but they can't sweep things under the rug anymore because of the physical transformations they're going through. Absolutely. Like, I, I really thought that it was um, a refreshing take on a werewolf story to sort of parallel it with, with, with them, you know, the story of a twin sister going through a pregnancy, but also about bodily autonomy there was so much you know about that and I mean Rory never asked to become a werewolf she did not want to become a werewolf this was something that was sort of put upon her um and she does not have you know she does not know how to control it she doesn't even know why it happened I th there was so much rage <laughs> and so much interesting subtext in that part of the story um how did you kind of come to it did you know you wanted to write a werewolf story or did certain things going on drive you to it so the origin of i came up with the idea where all good ideas are born which is in the shower and i think it was one of those days where i was probably like shaving my legs and I was just like it's so much work to have a body like I have to take care of this <laughs> this body still and just feeling I think when you're younger and you know you go through puberty you're like oh well, when I'm an adult then things will get easier and it just never gets easier to exist in a body like it just never does and I think I was reckoning with that a little bit and so and then specifically the experience of being in in my body and um you know, femininity and all of that. I was like, how come there aren't more lady werewolf stories? It seems pretty apt, like changing once a month and 
you know, certain lack of body autonomy. Um, and so that's kind of where I started exploring. And as I started writing, I think some other things rose to the surface and there was more <laughs> like usual. I kind of don't know what I'm trying to say until I've said it. And then I'm like, oh, there's that too. <laughs> um, so there's a, there's a lot going on. And I just think um, in general, horror and monsters, there are good avenues to explore real, honest, non-supernatural experiences. Oh, I just loved it. It was really, really good. Um, and I liked how you didn't put everything out on the table right away, um, you know, as to what was happening, as to why Rory kind of addressed certain things, especially like relationships and connections the way that she did. Um, and just even like with her sister, um, you know, and like, I thought that it was interesting, the change, how you kind of um, depicted it, um, the werewolf change itself. Uh, did you like, do you, do you know a lot about werewolf lore? Did you learn a lot more when you were getting ready for this book? I learned a lot more. Um, I bought a book called She-Wolf, which was edited by Hannah Priest, I believe. Um, and I was kind of reading about that. I mean, I'd seen like werewolf movies before. I love Ginger Snaps. Um, but I hadn't seen Ginger Snaps since I was a teenager, I think. And I hadn't kind of revisited werewolves until I had this idea. And then I kind of steeped myself into it. And I, um, an American werewolf in London, that transformation scene really, if you've seen it, ever seen it, it sticks with you. And so I watched that scene, like the YouTube clip of that scene over and over again, just because of the way that it is so excruciating. And I wanted that to really hit because it's different when on screen, you can kind of see it and hear it, but how, how can I put that on the page in a way that a reader will read it and be like, Ooh, <laughs> Not for the gross out part, but just like the the complete lack of control and the, you know, the pain of it. So, um, yeah, I watched that scene quite a bit and I did immerse myself in werewolf lore while I was writing. And there's, there's so, I mean, I probably only dipped a toe in. There's so much, not a, not a lot of lady werewolf. <laughs> there is some, but not as yeah. much as you would think. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know just thinking about it in general and you're talking about shaving your legs before maybe there isn't a lot of lady werewolf stories because it is grittier and you know it's easier to sexualize a female vampire than somebody who gets hairy once a month yeah and you know i think one of the things in in this book that i thought was fun to write was you know, Rory's like, I always smells like wet dog. And that change, she's like, you know, downing hot dogs. Like it's, but she's a very like confident, you know, like very comfortable in her sexuality. Like she owns it. So I think that was kind of fun to play with where, you know, this idea of femininity is being like smelling like roses and like being smooth. <laughs> And small and she's you know 
got rage and she's hairy and she, she smells like some of that stuff is against this, you know, socially acceptable idea of femininity. And so that was fun to play with. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think it, I, I think it could be, I don't know, a lot of fun to read more lady werewolf <laughs> stories. Um, but again, like, you know, you are really thinking about it, or at least I'm really thinking about it. Um, the, the body, the body autonomy um, connections, like just really just kind of hit me, you know, because they don't really do that with vampire stories. Like, and I don't, I'm not uh, knocking vampire stories, but, you know, where you, there are a lot out there. Um, and it is almost like you become like hotter and more alluring and, you know, like you're frozen in this time where, I don't know, like suddenly your skin is perfect. But like, again, like with werewolves, you know, like considering, as you were saying, like what feminine femininity is supposed to be it's like the complete opposite like there is you know hair and dog breath and space like yeah werewolves are big and i think you know with vampires you're still your same size as you are you're still the kind of human-esque um and it's less violent I think werewolves are way more violent. Right. They're, you know, like they, they, like animals, you know, that's, yeah. they really, they, they kill like animals because they are. Yeah. And I think in general, um, men are encouraged to, you know, be more brutish and women are discouraged from that. And so it was, it was fun to write a story about a woman and as, as much as she doesn't, she didn't choose this for herself to have these moments where she's just like as the werewolf where she can rip everything apart and like part of her likes that and like how does she reckon with that like this is not is this a good thing to be how can i control this and um you know is this the path that i want for myself and so but it, it was it was fun at some points to be like imagine like to have that kind of like raw animal power <laughs> that Rory has as a werewolf I also um liked how you kind of examined um the whole idea of her trying to explain this to people and that was another really interesting thing that you sort of set against like people believing women and their trauma in general um not to really just give away the entire story because I really don't want to but you know just on a very general level I mean when she is like telling people like I'm a werewolf or you know specific people like listen like we need to talk about this and they're just like no I think you need to see like you need to seek therapy because that's not possible um it's almost like a very absurd way of looking at something very serious, like when a woman um, wants to talk about something traumatic that happened or that somebody is harassing her or just in general. And people are like, yeah, I think you read that wrong. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. he's just like that with everybody. Oh, maybe he just likes you. You know, it's it's that that's not possible that he, he would never do that. 
and it was it was just a really great way of examining that because if you were to switch that out with oh i'm a werewolf of course people would say that but in very real situations where basically you're being preyed upon people say the same thing yeah and i think also it's in not to give too much away but the people closest to you i think you kind of expect them and rely on them and you know of course they'll believe you but if they don't it's more painful but it's also for them they can't accept certain like it's not just difficult for you it's difficult for them and so that dynamic can become very complicated and was something I wanted to explore in the book um but yeah I think and I also it was important for me to have Rory tell somebody at some point because you can't, that's like a big secret to keep. <laughs> so I didn't want her to go through the whole book and not have anybody find out to the end or have her just keep it under her hat until the end. Um, but in the, in the kind of technicality of telling a werewolf story, there was a, again, a lot of meaning to be woven in under that. Um, and parallels so again i just think monsters are such great avenues for speaking the truth do you want to do another uh, monster book after this I-, I don't know if i would even consider though of uh, sophie a monster like she's a witch and she did some monstrous things but man i loved her i wanted to be her best friend <laughs> and i totally hang out with rory too it was just a different experience i had reading this one and they were both lovely um rory's rory's fun um she's pretty fun <laughs> i'd like to imagine rory and sophie hanging out together i think they would be trouble i think um, <laughs> it would be super trouble but i think it would be trouble in the best way it would it would <laughs> um I do kind of imagine all my books taking place in like the same universe. Um, but yeah, I think I will write another monster. Bo- I mean, I hope to have a long career. And so at some point, like I would, I don't think the next book is not a monster book, um, but I, maybe I book five. <laughs> for the answer to that, like what monster are you writing about next? Um, but, yeah. but um, yeah, no. So the next one is not a monster book. No, the next one is um, more of a like, family complicated family um maybe a touch of cult uh book (laughs) so that i can tease but there's there's no um there's no no vampires yet maybe book five (laughs) well this was super fun um and I am really uh, happy to have read it. It was very, very good. I think um, your audience is going to love it and uh, new audiences are going to love it too. Um, So uh, we look forward to uh, sharing it with the library, sharing it with our readers. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. I'm happy to be back and hopefully this time next year. We'll catch up again. Yes, please. All right. So once again, this was Jessica with Turn the Page Podcast, Syasset Library. Our guest today was... Rachel Harrison. And we are going to close this chapter. 
it's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode. Thank you.